everyone. Welcome to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host, Dan. If it's your first time here, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. We're so glad that you were able to uh, jump on here and listen in. You know, we tell stories and we tell analogies and devotionals, all led by the Holy Spirit. But most importantly, these are actually inspired by people around us. So if you have anything that you want to share with us that you would like for us to talk about on the show, please let us know. You can visit us at HolySpiritSoapbox.com and contact us. You can chat with us there. You can shoot us an email. But most importantly, today's show is inspired by our son. So this is going to be a really funny, fun one and funny one. And we really hope you enjoy it. It's actually called Ice Cream for Breakfast. So let's just hop right into it. So one day we were all sitting down for breakfast or about to sit down for breakfast and we couldn't figure out what we wanted. And our two-year-old goes, and he can barely speak. So he goes, I want ice cream. And we, <laughs> my wife and I just sat there and laughed, which is, you can't have ice cream. Come on. We're going we're gonna to have something else. You know, and he said, no, I want ice cream. And I sat back and it, it actually dawned on me at that, at that point in time. You know what? No one can stop me from going to my local grocery store at you know, 6 a.m. when it opens. They can't stop me from walking down the frozen treat section, buying a gallon of ice cream, and just eating the entire thing for breakfast. Like there is so much power and control I have. My son can't do that. He doesn't have the, the, the ability to drive down to the grocery store. He doesn't have money, you know. Uh, and I'm not going to give him any money to go to the grocery store yet. He's only two years old. But my wife and I do. Like, why have we not done this yet? Instead, we wake up, we have a hearty breakfast. We have eggs and toast and, you know, turkey bacon or something with water and coffee, right? And I actually love this type of breakfast. I'm not going to lie to you, but I really, really love ice cream. I really do. It's one of those things where I thank God all the time when I have it because I'm, I'm like, thank you for giving that person, whoever invented ice cream, thank you for giving that person inspiration to make ice cream. <laughs> seriously, I love it. Um, but, if, but seriously, if I told anybody I had ice cream for breakfast – I'd immediately hear, what is wrong with you? You're crazy. You can't have ice cream for breakfast. It's not good for you. That's exactly what I thought when our son said that, right? But then I would self-justify it in some way. I'd say, okay, well, ice cream is dairy or it's made of milk and that has calcium. That's good for my bones. And yeah, there's sugar in it, but people put sugar in their coffee, right? People put sugar in... in some breakfast items. I don't know. It's fine. If I do berries or fruit in my ice cream, then I get the nutrients from that and this protein in the milk. The, the, the list goes on. But seriously, is it good for me? Let's think spiritually about this. We, we love to do this to ourselves in God. Right? We'll listen to others in our body, of course, to realize that ice cream for breakfast is not good for us. But then we also may picture God as this annoyed and angry parent in the sky who has given us his big book of rules when he says something isn't good for us, right? Eat this and not that. 
do this, don't do that. And if you do, you're doomed for eternal damnation. That's how we might picture God. So then what do we do? We then take these things that he says not to do, and then we start to self-justify, similar to what I was doing in my head about the ice cream. Well, I'm technically not cheating on my wife or husband as I've only looked at this person lustfully. Look, but don't touch. Am I right? We could do that, right? And I started to think about this, you know, with our son who started to get annoyed with us (laughs) that morning when he said again with a little more stern voice, he goes, no, I want ice cream. And we said, buddy, you can't have ice cream for breakfast. It's not good for you. We're trying to help you and make sure that you get the nutrients you really need, the good stuff. We want to help you. We want to make sure you're okay. And he started getting almost annoyed more and angry. Then I thought back, we do that all the time. Time and time again, I've heard people say that God isn't giving them what they want or need. Right? We have the free will to go eat ice cream for breakfast. But there's some things that we don't have control over. So, for instance, winning the lottery or just gaining an exponential bag of wealth or a home or a car or something like that. So we pray for them and we rely on God to make that happen. It's okay to tell God what you want. That's okay. But sometimes we get a little confused about wants versus needs. You know, looking in the Bible now, okay, God does say this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it shall be given to you. And he also says he gives good gifts. God gives good gifts if we ask in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, four verses later. But we take these verses way out of context. We really do. Again, yes, Please be honest and let God know your wants. Even if they're your wildest dreams, nothing's too big for God. But these verses specifically refer to us in the spirit, okay? Not of the flesh, in the spirit. And the wants we should have should align with the will of God, not our will. So all that in mind, just because God can give us a trillion dollars if we ask for a million, does it mean that that money is good for us? You know, some, or maybe actually most of the time, we're totally unsure of what we actually need and confuse them with things we actually want. Sometimes the things we think we need are toxic to us. They are ice cream for breakfast, whether we know that or not. God knows. Now, you will not have health problems, right, if you eat ice cream for breakfast once or twice or something. But over time, we all know this, health problems will probably occur, right? It's not a healthy breakfast. But the same goes for your spirit. These perceived needs may cause you to sin more or sin in general. And that sin is toxic for your relationship with God, which is toxic for your spirit. We understand toxicity for our bodies, but sometimes we don't really understand the toxicity for our spirit and what might cause that. We think we need these things. 
But those needs might be detrimental to our relationship with God, which again is detrimental to our spirit. Now, I'm not saying that having a million dollars or a trillion dollars is bad for everybody. I'm not saying it's automatically toxic, right? There are some of us who can manage this money that God gives us maybe better, right? Maybe it won't cause them to sin. I'm not sure every person is different and God knows that person better than we know that person and God knows us better than we know ourselves. So it's not the money. It's not the the individual items. It's not the ice cream, right? It is our perceived wants that we think are needs that can be very, very, very detrimental to our bodies, to our spirit, to our relationship with God. Now, typically, I, I give a couple verses. I did mention a few verses throughout this entire episode, but today, I really think that there are uh, a few verses that I really want for you to meditate on. They are what Paul said to the Romans in Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 17 about internal sin. So again, if you have a Bible, perfect. If not, I'm going to read it anyway. But absolutely go back sometime and, and, and reread these and really meditate on what Paul says here. Okay, so here we go. Romans chapter 7, verse 14 through 17. He says, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who did it, but it is sin living in me. Wow. Right? That's a lot to unpack, and we can spend hours unpacking this, but... Essentially, the sin and the things that we want to do or the things that, as Paul mentions here, that he hates, right, is sin. It's the things that are detrimental to his spirit, the things that are detrimental to his relationship with God. And if you are a slave to sin, you want to do those sins. You want to do it. But if you're a slave to God, you won't want to do those things because This goes back throughout this entire episode of, okay, well, I can't have ice cream for breakfast. There are those things that I want. There are those things that I think I need. Well, Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, what is it? What? How do I know? How do I know what is a a perceived want that's going to be detrimental to me? Well, friends, this is this is this is the tough part, right? We have to. Let go and let God. There's the old adage, right? We have to trust that we will get everything we need from God every day of our lives if we just trust in Him. Again, sure, ask ask God and say, hey, these are my dreams, right? But if they don't happen... Maybe it wasn't good for you. Maybe it isn't good for you in this season. Maybe you will get it someday. We don't know. I don't know. But we just have to trust 
God that he does know. And we have to trust God that he knows what is best for us. Because as Paul says here, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. Sin, God and sin, they don't mix. They don't mix. If you are sinning, you know, it's described throughout the Bible, especially by Paul, that those are flesh-driven things, right? Those are worldly things for us with, with sin. That we fall short sometimes, right? And that's okay if we fall short. But to avoid falling short or falling back into the slavery of sin, we should start seeking God more and seeking His will more, seeking those treasures in heaven more versus the worldly fleshly things, right? We have to understand that God loves us so much that He wants what's best for us. The same way my wife and I wants what's best for uh, our son, of course, on a much smaller scale than how much God loves us, but we love him and we want what's best for him. So to really drive this home, uh, the Holy Spirit puts on my heart a few questions to ask you and of course myself uh, to really deepen our relationship with God. So there are three questions. Number one is a two-part question, but um, the first question is, do you trust that God knows you better than you know yourself? If so, do you trust that he will provide to you your needs? Your needs in bold, <laughs> right? Do you trust that God knows you better than you know yourself? And if so, do you trust that he will provide to you your needs? That's question number one. Question number two, what are some things that you feel are wants versus needs that may be hindering your relationship with God? Are there some things that are of this world or of the flesh that is really starting to hinder your relationship with God that you seem to be spending way more time achieving those things or getting those perceived needs or actually wants that are hindering your relationship with God? Question number three, what are some ways you can continue to strengthen your focus on God's will versus your will in any situation? Again, what are some ways you can continue to strengthen your focus on God's will versus your will in any situation? So once again, I, I thank you for joining in today. You're such a blessing to me, and, and I really hope these are a blessing for you. I want to really emphasize that God loves you so much, and He wants what's best for you. And we know that because He gave His only Son to die on a cross on a hill that he created, on the wood that he created, by the people that he created for you. He died for you, for all of us. And I always encourage that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. Because if you do, you have a place in heaven. He will give you a place in heaven. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> you will be there with him in paradise. And I wanted to mention as well, if you have any questions or comments, prayer requests, or if you just want to chat, feel free to reach out to us at HolySpiritSoapbox.com. We thank you once again, and we hope you have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time.